Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow. I am Jeff, and thank you very, very much for stopping by to uh, talk some finance with me. But uh, yeah, so we're on episode number sixty-five. We've been uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, where the market's going, and ultimately, if it's a good time to buy, if it's safe, um, you know, and all those things really do matter. You know, we really want to know that we're getting in at a good point. But uh, like I've said before, I'll continue to dollar cost average because we ultimately don't know. We don't know if another piece of news is going to come out that's going to make it worse uh, or ultimately if something comes out that's going to make it better. You know, we had the uh, the Fed go ahead and do that uh, quarter point uh, rate hike. So we've got that going on. So we know that we're going to have some uh, some more expensive money for those that are going to be borrowing. Uh, we've seen mortgage rates go up. Uh, local here in Maryland, we've seen some gas prices stabilize and even go under $4, uh, partially because the governor went ahead and did a uh, gas tax uh, suspension. So we're not paying the taxes on gas right now, uh, which ultimately I think, you know, help people around the state. But uh, I'm not sure what everyone else is seeing. So if you've got uh, something else going on in your state, feel free to share it up on the page. But uh, that's Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to make this video or this uh, this podcast here to basically look at the valuations, right? We've seen a lot of people, uh, how do you know when it's safe? When's a good, sp- good spot to buy X, Y, or Z company? And, uh, you know, we've talked about price to earnings, price to sales on our gross stocks, uh, PE being on stocks that are making uh, a profit. We, we've got a general idea. As to where they're headed, you know, some of them have just gone into that profitable territory. So those PEs are a lot higher uh, because you're still paying for a lot of that growth. So we really got to look at the growth rates with the PE or a price to sales on some of those stocks that have just turned positive to really get that um, forecast as to where they're going. And then on the REITs, we have been looking at the uh, the FFO, the funds from operations or the free cash flow. It's often called uh, how much money they're making versus how much money they're spending overall. What's that bottom line number? Is it trending positive? Is it trending negative? And uh, ultimately, is it sustainable? But uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of these numbers get really corrected. The multiples have been hammered. Uh, if you know something was a 60 multiple, uh, that's probably been cut in half in a lot of cases, uh, especially in a lot of those high-flying names that we're used to uh, seeing run in the past couple of years, you know, they've been they've been doing really well, while, uh, you know, some of the larger blue chip names really just haven't really gotten out of their own way. And no one was really flocking to those safety names. Uh, so that's kind of what I wanted to look at. We've got uh, names at, uh, you know, PayPal or NVIDIA or, you know, pick some other names like that, that have really had that correction. Um now I'm looking at it from that multiple contraction. That's where I'm looking to be, or even some of them I'm looking at the price. If it's got this big uh, percentage that is corrected, sometimes it just looks like it's a, a buy to me. The numbers are still intact, uh, you know, such as PayPal or even uh, 
Nvidia, Amazon, we're all those different names we've been we've been talking about. So uh, in the way of PayPal, we bought it. We bought it on the way down. I continued to dollar cost average, and you know I was quite quite down on my position. Uh, now I'm seeing that it has kind of bottomed. We're we're not so worried about that price action in this uh, context, but uh, the fact that that the numbers have come down so so far. Uh, so ultimately, that's what I really want to be looking to buy is when the valuation makes sense to me or when that makes sense to the, the research that I've done. That's when you want to start buying these names um, from that fundamental standpoint, from a, a technical standpoint. Yeah, we can look at the charts. We can say, oh, yeah, it's down X amount. It's uh, it's forming this pattern and this, that or whatever. But uh, ultimately, when the the multiples get compressed so hard. You have to have that uh, that train of thought as to, hey, look, man, this this one is just it's going too cheap. And I mean, for PayPal, I'm just looking at the the one year range here. We had a high of three ten last July, and then it hit uh, ninety two dollars on the eighth of March. Uh, now you know we're sitting at one eighteen. I think we've uh, we found that bottom, and since then we we've been just trending up. Now that being said, the whole the whole market has been trending up as well. I'm looking at a uh, let's look at a one month. We'll look at the mo one month on the the Dow Jones and uh, the Nasdaq here, and we are actually positive. We had a really rocky month when you think of everything that's happened uh, with the Ukraine Russia problem starting. I think it was on the 24th, uh, so we're about a month past that. But now we're actually positive. Uh, so. You know, and even even on a five day, the five day really rallied. That's where we got a lot of our gains. Um, yeah, and the Nasdaq is ten and a half percent up in five days, and the Dow Jones is up five and a half percent in five days. So we're actually making some progress. We're getting some positive uh, movement here. I'm just going to take a look at the one year. One year, yeah, we're up five percent on both. Uh, but yeah, we had a, you know, at one point we were up 20%. So now we're, we're still 15% off of those highs. Uh, but like I said, sometimes you want to let it get down to that low spot and then don't be afraid to, you know, buy these names after you see it turn around. That's another thing that, uh, we can also do if you're not really looking to dollar cost average and you're not worried about timing that bottom perfectly, you want to see some sort of bounce off of that bottom and some real strong movements. Uh, we've been watching that price point in the in the uh, Nasdaq at that 12.5, 12.6 level, and then originally we had that price at uh, like 13.250, and we have now broken past both of those. I think we're at like 13.8, uh, 13.893. So we're we're definitely above both those levels. Could it go back down? Yes, but uh, like I said, I still think there's stocks that are valued. Uh, at that correct point where you might want to still get into them before they really start making that run back higher. Uh, if you believe in the prospects and where they're going, uh, the revenue numbers, the growth, you know, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that can still go wrong. Do not do not take this as uh, it's time to buy everything. But when these individual names uh, have really sold off too high, that's really when I want to see uh, a heavier size bet in these. And that's why last episode, it was where would I invest $10,000? Uh, and you know, for a lot of people, that ETF option would be good, but you're also not going to get the deep discounts in single names. You'll get a piece of it, but um, you know, you're 
when you go and specifically buy PayPal, you get that oversold, completely oversold rather than just the average of the market. So for me, I like the single stock names. I like the exposure to one play. Uh, yes, it has a little bit more risk, but I also think it has a lot more reward in this type of situation. Uh, so that's why I was looking at these, these a couple different names that I was putting into a growth category. Uh, they were profitable for the most part. Uh, and then on the, the uh, blue chip side, we were looking at names that people are going to have to have to get through whatever problems uh, arise right now or even in the future. So we wanted a little bit of the consumer staples, the pharmaceuticals, the banking, the, uh, you know, some of the fuel or energy plays. I think all of those make sense. Uh, energy is probably a little bit hot right now, so I'd let that cool a little bit. Uh, and even some of the ones that were I forget which one it was, but I know it was probably uh, on the hotter side, but uh, it was still one that I wanted to get into. It's one that I would maybe let fall a bit. I might have to look at my notes. I know that I wanted to mention one name. Um, it might have been Johnson & Johnson. I think that was one that I wanted to, I wanted it to fall from that 170 level, probably to uh, yeah, one upper 150s, even low 160s. We get that PE down a bit, and then we could probably see it rally from there, maybe up to 200 or so. So, yeah, really just take a look at the names that you got, and uh, don't be afraid about getting that exact bottom because, you know, if you buy the bottom perfectly, uh, it could still fall. You know, there's still going to be other uh, circumstances out there that are going to, you know, push the market in one way or the other. And you just got to be comfortable with that, uh, the price that you pay on it. And know that if it does drop another 5%, 10%, you'd be willing to buy more. You're not looking to sell it or get out of it. You really want to build that position to a certain preset number as to I want X amount of shares or I want X amount of capital in this name. And I see that it could go up, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30% in the next year, two, three. Uh, so that's really where I'm coming at this one from. Uh, it's not that I'm, you know, I, I want to dump all this money in the market right now, but I really want to have these bets in play for the the names that I think have sold off way too heavily. And, you know, like I said, those names, uh, I'm still in a lot of the same ones. So it's still the PayPal, the NVIDIA, the Tesla, the uh, Amazon even, you know, we saw that uh, sell off in Tesla down into the, the six level, maybe 500s. And uh, that's when I wanted to buy it. So, you know, I, I thought it was too cheap. It ran up to like nine something and then it, it dropped pretty hard. So that's when we wanted to come in and buy it up. And ultimately, I built my position in that five to six hundred dollar range. And uh, anytime it's dropping into the seven hundreds right now, I'm going to go ahead and buy more. That's just my plan. That's, you know, might not be for everyone. And Tesla might stay flat for the next two, three years like it did back in 2016, 17. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's one that's going to deliver outsized returns. And, uh, you know, we've talked about all the benefits that I see for Tesla, but it's going to be a similar thing for Amazon, right? They've got the uh, uh, stock split. They've got the buyback uh, that was uh, approved. And ultimately, that doesn't change too much. I still think that it's a, a very uh, well-run company that has a lot of different angles that they're going to make money from. So I want to build that position when I see it get into the, the $2,800, $2,900 range. Uh, I think that's too cheap for it. I think the analysts agree with me. You know, I think last time it was about a 40% upside from where we were. Um, let's take a look. 
It's uh, up, up, uh, so yeah, still about thirty percent. So it's uh, average price target right now of forty one hundred dollars, and uh, well, actually close to forty two hundred dollars. So this one might trade sideways for a while. It's done that before, but then we ultimately are going to see these breakouts. It's got a lot of consolidation. Uh, even when everything was selling off, this one really didn't go down that far. Uh, so ultimately, it's one that I think is going to be a little bit safer while still still giving you a lot of that growth potential going forward. Uh, so ultimately, when the stock split happens or the buybacks uh, start getting uh, bought up and they start keeping all these shares in-house, uh, I think that is ultimately going to take this one higher. And we're going to have that uh, two-headed catalyst, if you will, where we're going to see some some positive movement off of that. It really won't change too much in the stock, but I think it'll change a lot of the psychology around people buying it. And, uh, you know, right now, let's take a look. The PE on Amazon is 48. And any insider activity? Uh, not really any insider activity. And then historically speaking, let's take a look at where it has traded. Uh, I'll take a look at that in a second. But uh, yeah, so but right now, these are all different names that I think are going to do well. And that's why I want to be adding to them while no one else is really looking at them. You know, I still have been talking about the growth names, but the non-profitable growth names are still, uh, you know, they're still lagging. They're still going to be uh, a little bit harder to get people into right now, just for some of the reasons with uh, the Fed uh, rate hikes and some of the different prospects out there uh, not having enough capital. And ultimately, you know, they're they're just not in, in flavor right now. So the, the bigger names that offer the growth, I think have the first chance of really re recovering here and going back higher. Uh, and then we might see some of the other growth stocks, see who is actually going to weather the storm. Uh, and make it out of this recession or downturn, um, you know, in six months to a year, we'll see who's still left standing. And I think we're going to see these really start taking off then. Uh, so that's what I got for you. I just want to make sure that you guys are looking at the valuations of the names that you are in, the ones that you want to be in, and ultimately coming up with a plan for what and when you're going to buy these, whether it's dollar cost averaging or waiting for that valuation to get to your price point and ultimately pulling the trigger on a larger buy, uh, I think we really need to know that ahead of time. So if you've got a, a number, uh, write it down, set those alerts, uh, even have your buy orders in place or your sell side orders in place. Uh, I've done a little bit of that too. I'll talk about what I am buying, what I've sold, and uh, ultimately where I'm trying to put some some money to play, uh, what I did this week to, uh, to really set myself up for uh, the next six months to a year. But uh, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, so I just wanted to do a, a quick Weeble update on that uh, investing challenge portfolio. We are on to week 13. Uh, I wanted to point out that we really need some votes. Uh, I, I see a lot of people looking and uh, not a lot of people voting. So if you could go ahead and vote for me on the uh, Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, I would really appreciate that. Um, I think we're going to make a turnaround here on this portfolio. Uh, just last week, we were down 13%. I think it was last Monday. Overall, we were down 13. Uh, now we're down about 3.5%. So we are definitely seeing the market come back. Like I said, the NASDAQ is up uh, like 10% over, I think it was the last month or maybe even five days. I think it was five days. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing this, this market really kind of start rebounding. Now, could it be a, a fake, uh, you know, a little rally here and we get a sell off? Certainly. But um, I think as we still keep buying into these names at these lower price points, uh, I think at some point the, the, we're only going to have up to go. You know, there's only so much fear, only so many problems that really we can look at. And, uh, you know, ultimately, we've got to have a turnaround somewhere. So I want to keep buying through all these dips. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, MGM's up about 8.5% in a week. We bought that Monday. Uh, QQQ is up 6.5% since we bought it two weeks ago. Uh, Ethereum up 11.5%. And we still got some the the losers here. Shopify, Ford. Uh, NVIDIA is actually down to only a 12% loss, which I think that was about a 30% loss. So we've uh, definitely had that money come back. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been buying some of these names in other spots uh, in my brokerage and, you know, on uh, crypto.com, which I've been pretty much moving all of my crypto coins to crypto.com off of Binance uh, for the staking that I've been using over there. I got the links in the description for uh, the four different platforms that I use. But like I said, I'm kind of getting out of Binance. The, the tax side of it was a little bit uh, a little bit wonky, a little bit hard to use. Crypto.com was a lot easier. Not sponsored, just something that I'm doing. So uh, if you uh, need to get started on any of these, use uh, my links. You'll get some free shares or some free crypto uh, for doing so. But then, yeah, we've got the, the week 13 investing challenge. This one is going to be a little bit of a mixture. Um, so we've got Five different names, five different sectors. Um, ultimately, I think that they could all do pretty well from here. And uh, I put one small cap growth name on there in the way of Black Rifle Coffee Company. That's BRCC. Uh, this one is a veteran-owned uh, coffee company. They've got uh, some media also. And uh, right now, they've got about 8% of upside. They... I think came to market, when did they actually IPO here? I don't even know if that was a SPAC merger or how they came to market. Um, let me see. Looks like it's been about a, oh yeah, it was definitely a SPAC because a SPAC is going to come out at an issue price of $10 and they came out at 10. It looks like they merged on 124 of 22 and now they're trading about 1650 so we know that uh, it's had a bit of a run up. It has uh, hit a high price of twenty two eighty, so it's come down off of that uh, twenty thirty percent, something like that. And now it's uh, you know it's kind of steadying off, and we could certainly add to it here at that sixteen fifty price point. And um, you're going to get some some growth in that coffee industry. Like I said, veteran owned. Uh, there's some other ones in this space that I really like. Also, the the Dutch Bros. Uh, West Coast Coffee Companies certainly got a uh, some competition there, but this one's going to pretty much be mailing you coffee that you order online, so it doesn't have that brick and mortar storefront. Uh, a lot of a lot of web interaction, a lot of different videos out there that they do and promotions, things like that. But uh, yeah, going forward, uh, I wanted to get back into that semiconductor space. I think that we're going to see uh, some future rallies here as. Uh, People are figuring out that we really don't need Russia and their different minerals for a lot of the chips, or we're going to find a way around it. Uh, Qualcomm, if you remember this one, 
Oh boy. We, uh, we had it go down to about 125. And I said, I am buying this one hand over fist. And that one then ran to about 180. We are trending into that middle point there. We're around $154 right now. Uh, the PE is still a 17. So that PE for a, a chip play is still pretty low. Uh, we've got a quarterly dividend of 1.78%. This one has treated me really well. I think my cost basis is somewhere in the 70s. But this one has a 42% of upside on it right now uh, for that average price target of 219 which I am a big fan of. I think we could certainly get there, uh, let some things come back online, let some factories open back up, and I, I think they're going to be cranking out chips left and right for all the markets that uh, still have such a high uh, demand for it. So I've been long Qualcomm. I will continue to own it, and uh, I'll, I'll reap the, the dividends while I'm getting my uh, the growth in there as well. So just uh, out of curiosity, my cost basis on Qualcomm is uh, $99. So I've averaged up over time. But still, it's sub uh, sub 100 so I'm still up yeah, $54 a share. I have 54% up on this one. And I've had this for, oh man, it's been years now. 2017 was my first buy at Qualcomm. So, and on that one, and my price paid on that was actually... $55. So I have averaged up a good bit along the way. But uh, ultimately, like I said, this one is going to be one that I think is just going to be in demand for the future. Uh, whether it's Qualcomm or um, NVIDIA or Micron or Intel, you know, you're going to get a lot of that different exposure in the chip space. I think it's one that could uh, certainly serve us well. And I think you want to have something in that chip space. So that's uh, that's my pick there. Uh, I still like NVIDIA. I think Qualcomm's the that price point. It's just a little bit safer with the the 17 PE. I mean, that's under even Pepsi right now. So I, I think there's definitely some reason to look at Qualcomm versus some of them other high flyers. You get a better dividend and uh, that PE is a little bit safer. So if the market were to sell off, it might sell down to a 14 multiple, but it, I don't think it's going any any lower than that really, where we could have that compression uh, from in, NVIDIA you know, let's take a look at their PE real quick. Um, you know, but you could have that compression from their PE is a 64. It could go down to 40, you know, so we could cut off 20, uh, a 20 times multiple off of it. And this one's going to be trading a heck of a lot lower. Uh, but ultimately I like both. I own both. Uh, NVIDIA is the one that we added, uh, week one, we added that week one. So it, but, uh, NVIDIA still got a 32% upside. So no slouch there either. Uh, but yeah, going forward, we've got uh, J.P. Morgan, the uh, investment bank. Uh, so they do a lot more uh, lending, and then they do some, uh, you know, uh, investments on the their platform as well. So they've got uh, a different approach than some small regional banks where they're doing uh, more local loans and, and things like that. They've got more of the investment side of the business from J.P. Morgan. We got twenty five percent of upside on this right now. That price point has dropped to 140. I saw it hit 130, and uh, I would really wanted to get back into buying mode on J.P. Morgan with the rates going up, with uh, some of the other demand, and also just the the price was falling off with uh, everything going on in Russia, Ukraine. For some of their investments over there, like I said before, it's like three to five percent is the max that any one bank has exposed to Russia. 
Uh, they were at 172 last October, a low of 127 March 8th, and now we're at 140. So I do have uh, some some buy orders on this in the mid 130s. Uh, the PE on this is a nine, 9.1, EPS of 15 per share. So you know, definitely got uh, uh, really good earnings, and uh, that PE is really low. So you take those two numbers, and that's how you're going to get your uh, 140. Uh, price on the stock. So going forward, we've got uh, Gilead Sciences. This one is going to have some different drugs coming down the, the pipeline. Uh, they have sold off way too much, in my opinion. They're close to that yearly low. They're currently at $59.42. The low for the year was uh, $57.19. Uh, so currently, your dividend is about 4.9%. So that's a good starting dividend. The analysts agree with me that uh, it should be up from here, and that's about a 20, 20.5% upside. So you're getting your 4.9% uh, dividend. You got 20% of upside. PE is low at a 12. The beta is super low at a 0.2. Uh, another one that I think is safe that is uh, one that you could certainly uh, buy to, to to bolster your dividend portfolio. Uh, while still giving you some growth and some upside. And uh, like I said, I think the price is just too low. It's it's undervalued for where it should be, uh, especially when you're looking at that PE compared to others in the same industry. So that's uh, another safe play, a safer play that I had here. And then we've got uh, Google. Google was going to be choice five this week. And, uh, you know, they also had that uh, stock split coming up where it's going to be 20 to one. I think they're voting on that soon. The PE on this is remarkably low for the company. It is uh, currently at a 23.8 PE, which is uh, is really low for a company with uh, Google's growth and uh, everything that they've got going for them. So uh, currently at 27.22, uh, that's per the stock price, and the uh, the average price target is 3,400 dollars and 72. Uh, so we've got uh, a 27 and a half percent upside on this. And if you like the, you know, the tech space, the advertising, you know, they've got a, a bunch of different stuff going in a lot of different areas. You know, they're, they're trying to do uh, a lots of lots of different forward thinking things. So ultimately, I think it's one that's going to do really well. Uh, one with just the, the business that, that they already have laid out, but a lot of the places that they're going are those those high flyer areas. And uh, this one's still got the growth. It's still got uh, the solid P.E., I don't think we're going to trade off of this PE too much. I do think we're going to trend higher as we uh, have a little bit more buzz around the uh, the twenty to one stock split. You'll see these prices come back down into the two three hundred dollar range, and I think a lot more people are going to want to go ahead and buy it. Uh, so that's the five stocks I got for you, the guys this week. We've got um, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, so we got that small cap growth play. We got the uh, semiconductor play in the way of Qualcomm. Uh, banking in the name of JP Morgan, uh, pharmaceutical or biotech, uh, Gilead Sciences, and then uh, the the tech play in uh, in Google. So we're a little bit spread out. I really want to see where everyone's heads at. So if you can get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing and get your votes in, I would uh, certainly appreciate that. And now I did promise you guys that I'd say what I was uh, buying and selling this week. And uh, let's take a look here. So what do we buy? What do we, I know I sold some stuff waiting for uh, some material for a job. I'm waiting there, sitting in the truck, waiting to uh, 
get loaded. And uh, I went ahead and I sold some AbV. Uh, now, this one is one that I've had for a long time. My, my yield on invested capital is, uh, is much higher than what the current yield is. So I really didn't want to sell too much, but this one has just run up too, too high for me to not, uh, not take notice. This one got to be more than my Apple or Microsoft uh, position size-wise. So I went ahead and I sold some. This was probably a 15% sell of what I had. I just wanted to trim it. And uh, I really saw some different uh, values in some other spots. And so what was I buying with uh, the money that I sold out of AbbVie? Uh, I did buy a couple of the names we've talked about here. We bought uh, NVIDIA, we bought Qualcomm, bought some Facebook, uh, some Palantir. I went ahead and added uh, 20 shares of ABR, that Arbor uh, Realty, Riot. Uh, and that one's really to keep an eye on that and see where it's going. Uh, I did buy some more Planet 13, um, more Facebook, bought some Starbucks in the mid 80s. And yeah, you know, the list goes on usual offenders, ChargePoint, SoFi. Uh, I've already talked that I bought some Alibaba on Monday. Uh, so a lot of the same names, but I was trying to build up some of those, those tech names also in the ways of uh, NVIDIA, Qualcomm. Uh, Facebook, Palantir. I still think Palantir is way too cheap for where it should be. And once the market takes note of uh, what they're actually doing and the, uh, the tech and all that they have, I, I think that one's got a lot of room to rally as well. Uh, so yeah, that's what I was doing this week. I've still got some open orders on uh, some, some names that didn't trigger as the market started running back up. I, I think I set these on Wednesday or Thursday. And they just did not trigger the uh, the market decided to go into rally mode. And I am not chasing. I do not want to chase these stocks. If they come back down to me and where my price is, great. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've got uh, limit orders on Palantir, Matterport, CrowdStrike, uh, SoFi, more NVIDIA, PayPal, JP Morgan, and ABML. So again, I'm not chasing them. I'm letting these prices come back down to me. I still think we have uh, some potential for some lower prices. We'll probably retest that uh, 13 two number in the NASDAQ for sure. We could get back down to the 12.6 uh, on the NASDAQ. It's certainly possible. So my orders are sitting there ready to roll when the market decides to give me the price that I want to pay for them. We're telling the market what to do. We don't tell let the market tell us what to do. We don't want to panic. We don't want to chase. Uh, so have everything set up beforehand. Do your research, get your numbers right. Uh, ultimately set your alerts, set your buy orders, uh, whatever way makes sense for you to not have to look at it or, or watch it all day and get emotional about your stocks. That's the best way I can tell you to do it. That's how I'm doing it. Uh, yes, I, I will do some market orders if I see something, but uh, ultimately if I'm putting money in, I want to do a lot of the, the limit orders and let the prices come down to me. That's uh, ultimately how I think we get ahead in this. We take the emotion out we use uh, all the tools that we've got and we buy at the right prices. And that's how we're going to not get uh, emotional and, and wrapped into buying a name, whether it's, uh, you know, running up on a green day or you missed it and it, it ran up three, four days in a row. But uh, that's what I got for you guys today. So get out there, get your, uh, your research done. If you need to start an account, I've got the links in the description for the four platforms that I use. And uh, I would ultimately appreciate uh, you using my link. We both get a little bit of help there. And uh, if you want to go ahead and support the channel, 
Uh, that's at anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can support the channel for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, so hopefully I brought you guys some value and uh, hopefully we got another good week ahead of us. But uh, I will catch you guys in the next one and uh, take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.